government's trying to keep you and your popcorn away from Doritos. That's the impression I'm getting. It's a woman's right to choose yep. whether to have nacho cheese on their popcorn. <laughs> Biden's trying to keep your Funyuns away from your Oreos. Oh, there you go. Oreos with Funyun cream. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains we fought in streams. We just got a uh, smart, you know, the smart food cheddar popcorn. We just got the Dorito nacho cheese flavored in there. Fine. Nah. I mean, Boo Boo Luba wasn't too bad either. But Oh, yeah. You said it's like a, a gummy bear fucked a peep and a puddle of chocolate? That's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just had to buy it because it's weird looking. And uh, yeah, it's not the worst thing I've ever eaten. It's not the best. He's talking about the hunchback uh, sex worker that we met today. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hunchback stripper. I'm talking about... Hunchback boo- stripper. Boo-boo, boo-boo-loo-boo. Which is marshmallow with chocolate flavored coating and strawberry gummy artificial flavored. Wait, which part's artificially flavored? All of it. All, all of it. <laughs> and it also is in three separate packaging. Inside of know. a bigger package? Oh, yeah. Petroleum oil is natural. Well, yeah. Well, it has. <laughs> it has zero trans fats and zero cholesterol. <laughs> per serving is usually what they say with that shit. Keep in a cool, dry place. Keep it in my house. Like it's fucking nitroglycerin. <laughs> Oh, this has corn syrup and sugar. Ooh. And chocolate flavored coating. Ooh. It's okay. That's why I uh, just ate like a bunch of pickled sausages and whatever the fuck abomination candy this is. And, yeah. and there's chicken sandwich, which if it's good if you eat before 10 a.m. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking what? It's like 4 p.m. And it's like, it's like eat by 10 a.m. Yeah. So I assume they mean tomorrow. Yeah, of yeah. course. Of course. And that and chick and chicken in chicken sandwiches in quotation marks. Yeah, that, for is some not, reason. that is not chicken. <laughs> not chicken. Not anymore. Uh, so I was editing um, uh, an episode last night, and I got sidetracked when I was like on YouTube looking for some shit to put in there, and I saw I saw a video. <clears throat> Have you heard of um? Hold on, I gotta get this right. It's Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. It's a game, I guess. Uh huh. So. Uh, Apparently, like a less than a week ago, <clears throat> Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator Two just came out, and so you pick what, how many of what type of like, like soldier or tank or whatever you want, yeah. and you build two different sides. And in the new one, you can have like Centurions, or you can have like uh, fucking World War Two shotgun soldiers, or World War Two <laughs> Tommy gun soldiers. Oh my god! You can have fucking Sherman tank uh, units. Uh, you can have John Wicks. Who have like insane stats for just being like one person? Okay. Uh, you can have zombies. So there's just like dumb zombies that like just run straight toward. So you set up this battle and you set up where it's gonna be, and then you just let her buck and see what happens. And you can zoom in on any part, slow down. You can take over any one character like RTS style. Uh-huh. You can take over one and run around like third person and just be like in the middle of the battle oh, and shooting that's shit. Cool. It looks fucking killer. I kind of want to buy it. But um, the one I watched like ten of them last night and it was like. 
it was like 500 uh, World War II U.S. shotgun soldiers versus one million zombies, and they're like defending a fucking like pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> and so like all these zombies are just coming at him like, and there's like you know it's not super realistic. There's no yeah. reload time. The other one I watched was like it was like John Wick one John Wick versus like te- uh, ten thousand zombies, and he fucking just murders all of them as they come at him. Nice because you got you know super high rate of fire and yeah. like two guns and no needing to reload ever. No, barely. never because it's a movie. Yeah, um, but yeah, you'd like uh, you'd be stoked to know that our our, boy, our World War Two boys with the shotguns, it was like five hundred of them took out a million zombies. Nice. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Well, it's mesmerizing. How, how many? Uh, let's let's get uh, one Wyatt Earp versus uh, and, one, and one Doc Holliday and one Morgan Earp and one versus Burgler versus some, some sex workers, some Clantons, and oh. some, I mean, they could be. <laughs> there was probably some more sex workers coming. Yeah, you're right. But, mm. You're right. So uh, we got a lot of pages to cover. So we're going to let Will continue with his comic sans and lovely NPR voice. Nah. Oh yeah, welcome back to How the West Is Fucked. How the West was fucked. Yes. <laughs> so uh, where we left off, Curly Bill shot uh, uh, Fred White. Fred White. Vanna White. Mm-hmm. Jack White. Uh, so Curly Bill uh, waves his preliminary hearing so he could be taken to Tucson right away because he was afraid to be lynched. Which is probably not, you know. Smartest thing he's done so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. smartest thing anybody's kind of done in this entire thing thus far. So Wyatt and Shotgun Collins, they take him to Tucson. Uh, shotgun probably rode shotgun. Yep. Or he just That's... couldn't hit the toilet when he... <laughs> <laughs> or his mom was just crazy. <clears throat> what a beautiful baby boy. I will name him shot... Shotgun. Scattergun, tractor pull. <laughs> so uh, along the way, uh, Curly Bill asked Wyatt if he knew any good lawyers. Wyatt said, well, I know James Zabriskie. Uh, Curly Bill said, well, no thanks. He already prosecuted me once in Texas. <laughs> So you know he's good at it then. Mm-hmm. So along the way, Curly Bill tells Wyatt that he killed a man in Texas. Just to watch him die. Mm-hmm. And Wyatt <laughs> passes that info on to the prosecution. Of course. Narc. Mm-hmm. So with White dead, the town appointed Virgil, uh, assistant city marshal. And of course, I abbreviated ASS. Assistant uh, to the city marshal. The yep. ass marshal. That definitely um, sounds like somebody that like works at you know Daytona Bike Week. On the, you know, All right, <laughs> for the... Master ceremonies, your ass marshal. <laughs> <laughs> and female body inspector. <laughs> right. So, meanwhile, inside the Clanton's ranch house, they were rigging the election to keep Sheriff Scheibel in office, who did very little to arrest the uh, cowboys. Straight up fucking Batman villains. They're just doing every, every crime. If there's a crime, they're, they're trying to do it. His bucket list is just a list of crimes. Yeah, there's like, well, one of the cowboys is out there stealing lollipops from babies in bassinets. Um, (laughs) Another guy's making it so the cows don't milk right or something. Whipping his dick out at a a daycare. Right. So uh, even though uh, Scheibel did hire Wyatt as a deputy, he was uh, supporting Bob Paul running for sheriff there. Never trust a man with two first names. Mm -hmm. He was a Republican and Scheibel a Democrat from Texas, so you know he's a racist as hell too. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the Democrats had the Clanton House as a polling station, and Ike Clanton as election inspector, oh, and Johnny God. Ringo as one of the precinct judges. <laughs> and Holy the, shit. And the fucking Joker as the Secretary of State. <laughs> so Ike even has to go to Tucson for some extra ballots, because they're falsifying so many of them. He included names of people who lived in New Mexico, and probably people who are already dead, that kind of thing. So they actually moved the polling place to the McGill Ranch, 
So the Cowboys show up there and counted their phony votes. Uh, no one actually showed up to vote at the McGill Ranch. But they had But they had votes. votes. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, because they moved it last minute, so nobody knew where the fuck the polling mm-hmm. place was, right? Yep. So uh, then they all go back to the Clanton Ranch because they think it's all over. But after lunch, a Republican poll watcher showed up and asked to be taken to the polling place, which was the McGill Ranch. Right. And the cowboys become alarmed. They're like, oh, shit. And so some of them ride ahead and uh, got to the McGill Ranch right before the poll watcher arrived. Set up a fake town like Blazing Saddles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hello, good sir or madam. I am here to vote. We're just a lemonade stand with polling place written <laughs> on a Sharpie. So the cowboys kind of put on a show of people voting. They probably walk out the back and then around right. the front again. Oh, again, so put on a different hat, <laughs> mustache. Shave off half the mustache at a time. <laughs> so when the polls closed, the poll watcher discovered that there was 104 votes for Scheibel. And 40 people that actually lived in the whole last town. No, and one vote for, for Paul, which he cast. Okay. So he wired t- Tucson t- 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 of the fraud. I mean, you could just do it like... 20 votes. You know what I mean? 20 votes for the other guy. Right. And it would it would look way less suspicious. Well, there's probably about 12 people that were actually in the in the precinct. Right. So he wired tel- uh, Tucson of the fraud because Bob Paul lost the election by a total of 58 votes. So the Cowboys, with their 104, uh, cost them the election there. Soon after the election, Bob uh, Paul was in Tombstone. Uh, Tombstone. 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 Uh, and ran into Wyatt and told him, I've been robbed. Of the polls? Yep. So that's not how robbed works, but okay. Bob's been robbed. So Wyatt later talked with some of Curly Bill's friends and said he would testify that the white killing was accidental if they fessed up to the election fraud and got Bob Paul elected. <laughs> that's kind of corrupt. Yep. Yeah, dude. So November 9th, Wyatt resigned his deputy position, uh, probably because Scheibel asked him to, because he's campaigning for the other guy. Right. Uh, he put in Johnny Behan in his old position. Oh, God damn it. Didn't matter much, though, because uh, Cochise County would be made <laughs> with Tombstone, the county seat. So a new position of sheriff would open up, and Wyatt wanted to run for it versus Behan. Mm-hmm. Jim Johnson was one of the cowboys uh, who told Paul if he loaned him $250 for a lawyer for Curly Bill that he would testify in the ballot fraud case. And Bob Paul did loan him the money, then filed a contest to the election, and it worked. In January 1881, Bob Paul was named sheriff of Pima County. Okay. Which might have helped out Wyatt, but it's now a different part of the different county. Then Wyatt and Bian get into it. Before the election contest began, uh, Sheriff Scheibel didn't know the deal was made with Bob Paul, and he was going to have Ike Clanton testify on his side. He sent a telegram to Behan to subpoena Clanton, and Behan didn't know where the ranch was, so he asked Virgil. Behan doesn't <laughs> do a lot of stuff. Nope. Uh, on the way in the dark, he saw two men gallop by. Were they on horses? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> They're on all fours. Uh, he said he thought it was Wyatt and Doc. When Bian got to nearby Charleston, he gave the subpoena to a messenger delivered to Ike Clanton, but it never got delivered, and Ike never testified. Behan blamed Wyatt and, uh, for this because he thought he was one of the guys who rode ahead and alerted him. Right. Behan revoked his offer to make Wyatt his deputy when he became sheriff. That's that's always nice. It's like, I'm running against you, but you could be my deputy. Right. <laughs> Gee, thanks. So Virgil ran for town marshal to fill Fred White's position, but lost. 
He also resigned his assistant town marshal position, but it was still federal marshal. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, just, there's a lot of layer cake of government bureaucracy. Yeah. So, so he's, yeah, he's got a federal marshaldom, but he was also a... Because it's different jurisdictions. Okay. But frankly, in this era, there's probably not a lot of guys like chomping at the bit to... I don't know, get shot in the guts by drunk cowboys yeah, in, exactly. the, you know, in the execution of their duties. What the fuck? So, yeah. The cowboys were all uh, fighting with each other, too. Uh, they got into a fight about whose stolen horses belonged to who. <laughs> so Bob Martin, the kind of the one of the leaders there, ended up being shot in the head by an ambush led by Billy Leonard and they Luther lived, King. Lived for another 26 years and learned to play piano. <laughs> and a guy named Six Shooter Smith. Mm. Yep. Just a little on the nose. So Martin was the first leader of the Cowboys in Arizona, along with John Kinney in New Mexico. So Curly Bill kind of steps up as leader of the Cowboys in Arizona there. But he's still in jail. Uh, he was going to break out of jail, so he had a saw smuggled in, but he was caught with it. <laughs> Incompetent. I'm imagining like the 1800s logger saw that yeah, takes like, two guys like to a use. Whip it's like saw. fucking 15 feet long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this? Uh, yeah. It's for... Um, Shaving off my corns. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, shortly after his trial was held anyway, in December 1880, so White was called as the first witness, and he said it was an accident. Okay. And uh, so did Fred White on his deathbed statement. Well, that's right, because, yeah, he lived another, like, four days. They don't show that in Tombstone. Like, Fred White slowly died of gut shot, so he was oh, alive Jesus for, like, four Christ. days. And he was like, oh, it's okay, it was an accident. I'm dying. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, they also had a gun expert uh, brought in that said uh, Curly yep, Bill's... that's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he said the revolver could go off half-cocked. Yeah. Never want to go off half-cocked. That's no. right. And Curly Bill was let go. Well, what does it take to be a gun expert in the 1800s? <laughs> like, isn't there I, I don't think kind a, of one? I don't think there's a fucking school you go to or anything. No. Machine gun school? Like that fucking... <laughs> like that fucking guy. <laughs> But still, I mean, well, I guess there is an inordinate amount of people like, what were we talking about the other day where somebody like dropped a shotgun and shot themselves? Oh, yeah, that was... And, uh, Walla Walla. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the the uh, yeah, the yeah Whitman Massacre so I guess shit. Being a gun expert is just you managed not to put a hole in your own body <laughs> in like a month's time. And uh, Curly Bill was never handed over to the Texas authorities because he was wanted there, but even though uh, Wyatt had his confession, he did shoot somebody there. Uh, Curly Bill celebrated his release by stopping a Mexican Fandango in Charleston. January 8th, 1881, he and another cowboy covered both doors, drew their guns, and ordered everybody to strip. What? And had him dance naked for an hour straight at gunpoint. What the fuck? These guys are fucking weird. Who was the, who was the fucking, the leader of the Bushwhackers? They used to whip and strip everybody? They oh, do that uh, same shit. Oh, Bloody Bill. Bloody Bill Bloody Anderson, Anderson, yeah. What the shit? Uh, next morning, he stops by a church and commanded the priest to stop talking or he'd shoot his eye out. <laughs> he fired some shots behind him and made him dance a jig. Uh, wow. I uh, to, to be honest, I didn't think that that shit, I thought that was like a made up thing for movies. Mm. Nope. What the fuck? Uh, he was fined $25 for that. And from then on, he said church was too expensive for him and didn't go. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and then he went and stirred his Manhattan with his barrel of his Winchester. <laughs> Like a weirdo. Uh, a week later, Curly Bill shot up uh, Charleston again. Posse was formed, but Curly Bill and the gang escaped in a hail of gunfire. Uh, 
at the end of the episode? Yep. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Hale. No. <laughs> uh, a few days later, he goes to Mexico with Johnny Ringo, Joe Hill, and others to rob some Mexican cattle. Take him back to the San Simon Give me all your money, cow. <laughs> <laughs> Reach for the sky. Then, <laughs> of course, they sell him to the army at San Carlos to feed the, the Apaches there. Of course. Uh, they whoop it in the town of Maxi again. These guys do stay busy. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of downtime between yeah. hooting and hollering and whopping and a whooping. Yeah. February 7th, 1881, Tom Norris shot and killed a Mexican shopkeeper who didn't open up his saloon quick enough. What the fuck? Well, Hold not, on. Definitely not going to open it up after you shoot him. Yeah, right? But the coroner's jury was made up mostly of friends and it declared a justifiable homicide. What? Hey, man. Fuck he off. wasn't. O- Did you not hear? He wasn't opening the bar quick enough. As a saloon keeper, I find this fucking abhorrent. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm always. Five minutes ahead yeah. when I opened That's the right. saloon. Uh, March 8th, 1881, Dick Lloyd, who some of the cowboys didn't like. He also rode with Billy the Kid. He got into a fight with the Justice of the Peace, Ed Mann. Uh, they rolled on the ground. I know that name, too, Ed Mann. We've talked about him before. Because I every time you say his name, I think of Ed McMahon. Right. <laughs> uh, they roll on the ground, and Lloyd pulled his gun and shot Mann. <laughs> It hit the back of his neck, but it just creased it and knocked him out. Just kissed him on the back of the neck just after it. they rolled around on the ground? Just a, a light, you know, powder burn dusting. <laughs> uh, Lloyd thought he killed him and got back on his horse and said, Whoopee, here's Dick Lloyd away from Texas. Away for Texas. Wait, okay. <laughs> here's, the Lone Rider here's, rides again. Well, I just like the fact it's like, here is me, Dick Lloyd, <laughs> causing a crime, <laughs> running yep. away to Texas. Yep. And whoopee. That's, uh, that's the best part. Yeah, right. But he didn't make it far because he gets distracted and runs into the general store and shot it. And he kept on announcing to everybody where he's going. So uh, then he stole another horse and rode it into a saloon, <laughs> like like a car crash. Like, psh. yep. So Curly Bill, Johnny Ringo, and others opened fire and and killed him because they broke up his card game. 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 Because he broke up their card game. Oh. And then watch, like, the next day, one of them rides the horse into a saloon, too. <laughs> but I mean, not breaking up somebody's card game. I suppose, yeah. That is a, that so at is least a the Cowboys killed the part of their gang, too, you know. Oh. Then they went back to playing cards, but they took up a kitty to pay for the funeral. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, did what? <laughs> a kid, just, you know, a collection. Go, they had an impromptu GoFundMe for oh, the funeral. Okay. <laughs> I thought you said it, you said a kitty? Kitty, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, I didn't know that word. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> We will you trade you this kitty. Nope. We will trade you this cat for <laughs> <laughs> the stuffed Garfield. Yeah, right. haunted. Uh, Charleston is now a ghost town, though. But that was the Cowboys hangout, which is only like twelve miles away from Tombstone or somewhere oh, like okay. that. Uh, they weren't bothered there. Um, Clearly, town constable was Jerry Barton. He also took part in the El Paso Salt War, and he ran the saloon too. Uh, Pony Deal was his bartender in Globe. Oh, God damn it. He also talked with a stutter. Isn't Globe where they have the monument to the uh, Crimson Ghost? Or not Crimson Ghost, Red Ghost? Could oh, be. Crimson Ghost is somebody completely different. Yes. I, I, I believe that's where the monument to the the Death Camel is. That some of you might be familiar with. Oh, we gotta look up the Yukon camels. Oh yeah, yeah, we saw a thing about Yukon camels on the rider or on U-Haul vans when we were driving by, and we're confused. 
Oh, oh, yeah, the U-Haul place down yeah. the street from my house. Yeah. Uh, Barton also talked with a stutter. So, so once he so was they asked, shot him, clearly. Once he was asked how many many men, how many men he killed. Fifteen. Yeah. Well, he said, "Do you count Mexicans?" Of course. Of course, he did. So one time, Barton gets into a fight with a customer and took a shot at him. It missed him, but it hit Ike Clanton's brother Finn in the mouth. Oh shit. And came out an ear. Oh, ouchie. He recovered, but his voice was changed. <laughs> Finn later told Barton if he knew that it would change his voice, he would have swallowed the bullet a long time ago. What? So he must have talked like uh, the- Godfrey, I'm picturing. Keep still, he orders, and slowly he inserts his thumb inside me, rotating it around and around. Stroking the front wall of my vagina. No fisting, you say. Yeah, and then got changed to something smoother. Barry White. Barry White. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Don't bother the snakes. Leave all the snakes alone. So Edwin Merrill showed up at Barton's bar and shot it up and demanded money for gambling. <laughs> <laughs> So he was also part of the Cowboys. Uh, Barton shot and killed Merrill. Wyatt was called to help. Uh, Merrill's friends were arrested for shooting in town, and Barton was arrested for manslaughter. Uh, posted bond with the help of Frank Stillwell. Okay. Who we'll know later on. Yeah. Uh, turns out Merrill was a friend of Curly Bill, and he vowed to kill Barton. But before he could kill him, Curly Bill killed Fred White and went to jail. Right. Which we just covered. Wyatt met Sherm McMasters on the road. Wyatt had a racehorse stolen when he first got into town. Uh, McMasters was part of the Cowboys at, at the time, but he didn't like the Clattons, so he told Wyatt he could find the horse in Charleston. Wyatt wired Tombstone and got the papers to prove his ownership. What, are they going to, like, check out the VIN number? Or? Yep. yep. <laughs> horse registration. Yeah. Ike Clanton got word that Wyatt was in town and tried to take the horse out of the stable. And paint it. Mm-hmm. Wyatt, really? Put new rims on it? It's like fucking GTA. Yep. Uh, Wyatt stopped him, and he took out his papers of proof of ownership. Multipass. So Clanton gave up and went home. Uh, this was Wyatt's first run-in with the Clantons, and he would become friends with uh, Sherm there, though McMasters and Deal were still robbing coaches at the time. No shit. So Billy Leonard, he's the guy who ambushed and killed Bob Martin. He was a former jeweler, so he could melt down stolen gold and silver. He was also a morphine addict. Oh, mm. And he was also friends with Doc Holliday in Las Vegas, New Mexico, before they went to Tombstone. So Leonard had escaped after shooting a man, then he joined up with the Cowboys. He also had consumption, too. Well, it's the trendy thing to have. All the cool kids have consumption. That's right. Mm -hmm. So when he meets up with Doc, they start hanging out in Tombstone again. Tours. So Billy Leonard held up a stage with $26,000 in gold bullion. Bob Paul was the shotgun messenger at the time, and it was driven by Bud Philpott. So Philpot wouldn't stop, and the Cowboys opened fire. Bob Paul gut shot Leonard with his shotgun. Bullets went through Bob Paul, uh, Paul's clothing, and Philpot got shot in the arm, and it went through his ribs and severed his spinal column. So oh, another magic bullet. Shit. He was okay though. But he dropped over dead. Oh no. And it's probably better. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And Bob Paul tried to grab the reins, but the stage was out of control. And then the horse shot him because. <laughs> Oh, the reins had fallen underneath the stage. No. Oh. 
Peter Rorig, he was in the back seat and mortally wounded by the rain of gunfire there. He later dies too. And the stage just kind of runs through the, the station there. <laughs> hey, it didn't even stop. This is bullshit. <laughs> and the cowboys take off. Not having robbed it. Uh, a posse was formed with Wyatt and Virgil and Morg. And new in town, Bat Masterson. Yeah. Whoa. Even though he doesn't stay long, but he's, he's there now. And also John Behan, who had just been appointed Cochise County Sheriff. Uh, they stopped for the night and took up the trail in the morning, uh, trying to obscure their trail any way they could, but it didn't work because the Earps were good trackers. Oh. And there's a very good likelihood that the Cowboys were pretty fucking incompetent, too, yeah. as we're seeing. And all fucked up and yeah. drunk and on... Well, well, everybody's fucked up and drunk. Mm-hmm. On... Fucking morphine and shit. But the trail ended three days later, 150 miles away at a ranch on the San Pedro River. They found one of the cowboys' horses, but then lost the trail. They went to the next ranch over, the Redfield Ranch. They saw a man milking a cow, and he and ran. They shot him <laughs> and the cow, right? Well, he ran as soon as the, you saw the posse, and they caught him. It was Luther King. He finally gave up the names of the other people, Billy Leonard, Jim Crane, Harry the Kid Head, what? Harry the Kid Head? Mm-hmm. Harry Head? Harry the Kid Head? That's... Uh. Wait, so uh, Luther King is one of the cowboys? Yep. Okay. Well, That's was, why he, he saw them. He was milking like, a cow. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was doing some shady cow milk. Stealing some milk from somebody's... From the... What'd you say? The Dangerfield farm or whatever? The Redfields. Yeah. We don't have a cow. We have a bull. <laughs> <laughs> Took a while to get her started. So B.N. takes King back, and the Earps continue to look uh, with the posse when Bob Paul to Very find much. the other cowboys. Now, now picturing him like lifting up haystacks, like cartoon style, <laughs> like looking under cows, looking under <laughs> tractors. Pick up, pick and up shit. a cow, look yep. under. So for the next six days, they trail him in a big giant circle, basically. Uh, the cowboys had stolen some fresh horses, and that kind of gave them the lead there. Not the saltwater horses? Yes. Nope. So the posse wired uh, Behan and told him to send fresh horses. Behan met him at the assigned place, but didn't bring horses. Like sticks with heads on them, like <laughs> hobby horses. Once yep. they once they got the horses there, they're not going to be fresh anymore. So right. yeah. So who knows how much Behan was in it with the cowboys? Behan's or always, shit. But he's just basically incompetent at at best. And chicken shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Paul's horse just up and died. I mean, <laughs> so it's like Flipper. Just give up. Right. Stop breathing. <laughs> So the Earps just leave their horses at the ranch and walk 18 miles back to Tombstone. What? Ugh. That's terrible. Like, just take a break for a day and yeah. and ride your horse again. Walk back. What the fuck? It's like, See, a, like, it's like somebody like, you know, your car runs out of gas, so you just fucking abandon it. And go walk, get another walk car. Walk 18 miles back walk, to your house. Yeah. <laughs> walk to Tacoma and go get another car. So they go out again with Behan, but they're several days behind now. Uh, they stopped at uh, Joe Hill's place. He, They thought that he was an honest rancher. So they shot him? Uh, no, they, he gave the posse bad directions, and they get totally lost in New Mexico looking for Billy Leonard's ranch. So they shot him. <laughs> uh, lost and without lo- water now. You dr- drinking the Pearl Jam out of there? Drinking sausage juice. <laughs> He's not joking. Sausage vinegar juice. Yeah, you thought the fucking pickle juice I had that one time was gross, but... Mm, tastes like the 1800s, baby. <laughs> He's, he's drinking spicy pickled sausage juice that was left yep. over in the bottom of the case. Waste not, want not. Yeah. So uh, Virgil's horse dropped dead. He was probably drinking sausage juice. juice. 
They were gone 60 hours without food and 36 hours without water. So they ate the horse, except for they probably didn't because nothing makes sense. I mean, they're still alive. That's kind of impressive, especially out in the fucking desert. So they get uh, back to Gailyville. Even though they all almost died, they still didn't give up, but they still uh, couldn't get new horses. So they finally go back to Tombstone. So they're out 16 days and 500 miles looking for There's these stage walkers. Wandering around like assholes. Oh, God. It's not seem worth it. No. When they returned, Wyatt learned that Doc was rumored to be part of the holdup. Oh, no. Oh, I think we talked about that, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because he was friends with Leonard. Also, Luther King had already escaped Behan's jail. <laughs> of course. Of course. Because Wyatt warned Behan he would try to escape. He snuck out in a chamber pot. King was unchained and unguarded and picked up a pistol and walked out. That's not that's not jail. <laughs> that is just simply not jail. It's a shitty bed and breakfast. It's, it's, it's like, it's a room with a, apparently a coffee table with a pistol on it. That's not jail. But King didn't last long. A week later, he was hung by his friends, the Cowboys, who thought that he snitched on him. He was hung by his horse after being shot <laughs> by a rattlesnake. Uh, Behan and the Earps were at odds, too. Uh, B.N. was supposed to pay the herbs for their posse work, but he never did, and he pocketed the money. You son of a bitch. Even after they you know, used their high-mileage horses and mm-hmm. ran them to the ground. Herbs uh, were finally paid by Wells Fargo when they found out that they weren't paid by the local sheriff. Oh, right, because it was a Wells Fargo... Uh, uh, Strongbox. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, Behan's deputy, Billy Breckenridge... He was in San Simon serving a civil summons. Shut up. <laughs> Billy Breckenridge serving a civil summons to San Simon. By the seashells in the seashore. <laughs> he stopped into the bar to have a drink and wait for the train. And got shot by a whiskey. No? No. Close, yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, there oh, at the bar, he sees baby. Curly Bill half sleeping on a car table. I don't know if he was half asleep or half on the car table. Both. Sleep with one eye open. Oh, sure. The bartender named Shorty, he was going to take a drink of water from a bucket. And Curly Bill goes, here's how you drink, boys. Curly Bill got up on an elbow and said, don't drink that, it's poison. What? And he shot at the bucket, uh, but missed, and it went through the wall outside and into Curly Bill's own horse, killing it. Oh, fuck, oh, damn dude. It. These guys are so bad at everything. <laughs> Uh, Damn, Curly Bill's a dipshit, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> If you're just indiscriminately shooting at things, sometimes you hit, hit things. <laughs> uh, Billy Breckenridge, at age 17, participated in the Sand Creek Massacre. Oh, gross. But he went on to be an able lawman. Yeah, I'm sure. But he made no effort to arrest Curly Bill and went back home because... Because why the fuck not? Yeah, yep. there's nothing wrong here. Mm-hmm. It, it, you can shoot it because it's your horse. <laughs> yeah, right. Duh. All he killed was his own horse. Through the wall. Although he wasn't wearing a hat, so I fined him $50. <laughs> right. Uh, a few weeks later, Breckenridge had to collect taxes in Galeyville. No taxes had ever been collected there because the rustlers ran the town. Uh, so he gets the bright idea of hiring Curly Bill to help collect taxes. Who's just going to pocket all the taxes, right? Well, actually, Curly Bill thought it was a good joke. And he said, we'll make every one of these cow thieves pay their taxes. And Breckenridge left with almost $1,000 collected. Oh, shit. And Curly Bill didn't spend it all on hookers or something? Well, I'm sure part of it, at least. April 27th, 1881, four cowboys were stealing cattle from a Mexican ranchero named Jose Juan Vasquez. One was Miller McAllister. He was a butcher from Gailyville. It's Kevin McAllister's dad, isn't he? Right. 
who just got a beef contract from Fort Bowie. So that's how you get your beef. You just steal it. The cowboys were shot down and surrounded. Uh, one wounded cowboy, Johnny Oliver, called out for uh, Agua. Vasquez bent over to give him some water, and Oliver shot him and killed him. God damn it. Damn, dude. Then the Mexican posse opened up on Johnny Oliver and full and holes. Well, good. Well, yeah, you better. Fucking assholes. Just everybody's, everybody's just getting shot. So papers reported that a huge gang of cowboys left for Mexico to get their revenge. That was untrue, but they did gather in Galeyville. One of Curly Bill's pals, Jim Johnson, was there. He was twirling his gun. Oh, of course he was. He dropped it, and someone warned him not to have it loaded when you do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Johnson twirled it again. It dropped off, and it hit Johnson in the leg. He went to Fort Bowie. Uh, the post-surgeon said he needed to amputate the leg. Johnson refused. And four days later, he died from blood yeah, poisoning. Yeah, shot, got shot, fuck by, shot by you. green. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are fucking terrible. <laughs> Stupid idiots. What do you mean? I'll twirl my gun if I want. You're not my dad. All I said was, make sure it's not loaded. Yeah. What are you, like some kind of pussy gun load, es- loaded gun cop? Gun expert? Yeah. In Shakespeare, New Mexico, Curly Bill was drunk and showing off his shooting skills. Fuck. Uh, it's endless. Like... <laughs> So he hits a coin of a soldier's hand at 20 paces, oh, which is pretty, pretty good. good. He, he was aiming for his head. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he tried it again, and he shot off the soldier's thumb. Oh, yeah. dude. Yep. Curly Bill said, I reckon you got your full discharge. Because <laughs> oh. I got him out of the army, at least. Yeah. yeah. Fucking crippled for life. <laughs> May 19th, 1881, in Gaileyville, Breckenridge was in town and walked by Curly Bill's uh, pal, Jim Wallace. Wallace asked if he wanted his horse. Uh, the other deputy had asked where he'd got the horse, a polite way of accusing him of stealing oh, it. Oh, 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 hey, that's a pretty slick horse you got there. Where'd that come from, I wonder? Hmm. Where'd you get that? Uh, Breckenridge said, no, I'm riding a better horse than that. Wallace started to draw, and Breckenridge grabbed his arm and pulled his gun and told him he was making a fool of himself and let him go. Getting into a shootout over talking shit about where'd you get a horse? Uh, Curly Bill was still friendly with Breckenridge and was pissed off at Wallace and told him to apologize. And he still shot him, and then the horse <laughs> shot <laughs> itself. The horse is like, I don't want no part of this. Uh, Curly Bill and Wallace had words and threatened to shoot each other. Curly Bill thought better of it and got on his horse. Wallace shot him in the cheek, knocked out a tooth, but missed the jugular vein. What the fuck, man? Wait, Curly Bill got shot in the cheek? Mm-hmm. Uh, Breckenridge arrested Wallace, basically to keep Curly Bill's friends from lynching him. Right. Uh, Curly Bill would survive, but would eat through a feeding tube for a couple of weeks. Ooh. Wallace was let go and fled to New Mexico. <laughs> so with Curly Bill and uh, Johnson out of the equation, the, the cowboys didn't get their revenge in, oh, in Mexico. They're poor guys. Just can't get their shit together. <laughs> At all. Nope. No. Incompetent In no way yeah. has any shit been gathered <laughs> in any semblance of togetherness. June 17th, a group of cowboys were gathered up at the uh, railroad depot in San Simon there. They were harassing some Maricopa Indians, and they shot and killed and scalped one of them. Oh, shit. Of course, BN made no effort to arrest them. Of course not. Nope. Uh, Wyatt still eyed the sheriff's job, though, and he was still after uh, Bud Philpott's murderers. He talked to Ike Clanton and Frank McGlory and offered them rewards for turning over Leonard, Head, and Crane. 
Oh yeah, child head. Harry head. Harry Harry yeah. Harry Harry Kidhead. Harry Kidhead. And he promised Clanton that he would uh, wouldn't tell anybody where he got the info from, so he wouldn't get lynched by other cowboys. So Ike gave in and told Virgil that he'd bring the fugitives into McLaurie's or Willow Springs. Clanton wanted his friends dead, so they wouldn't get revenge on him. Uh, Wyatt also wanted to capture the fugitives to prove that Doc had nothing to do with the robbery either. Was he going to just capture them and then scare the shit out of them so they testify on Doc's behalf or what? Probably. Okay. Uh, Wyatt wired Wells Fargo and got the go-ahead to pay Ike. The McLaurys and Joe Hill, $3,600 for giving up Leonard and company. Ike agreed to lure them back to Arizona to McLaurys Ranch. So Leonard and crew hired Mike Gray, Justice of the Peace and Tombstone, to off the Hazlitt brothers. Oh. How is there anybody, like, left alive in Tombstone? Everybody's just killing everybody constantly. No idea. For the dumbest or most accidental reasons. Yep. So Leonard and crew, they're in New Mexico. They get hired by Mike Gray, who is the Justice of the Peace and Tombstone. He wants them to kill the Hazlitt brothers, whose ranch he wanted in New Mexico. Because he didn't feel like paying for the ranch. Well, of course. Oh, uh, why, why buy it when you can just kill everybody? It's a simpler time. Fuck. Uh, so June 11th, 1881, Leonard, uh, Billy the Kid Head, Harry Head, <laughs> and two other cowboys went to Eureka, New Mexico. They get drunk in a bar and brag about going out and killing the Hazlitts. Oh, God. Which they haven't done yet, right? No. no. Okay. And I'm sure the Hazlitts are like... Standing right behind him. Right, like ne- next like to him. Every time, yeah. He's like bragging to the Hasslets. So, buddy, never got your name. Uh, Bill Hasslet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Leonard was still hurt from getting hit with a shotgun blast of the stomach oh, by yeah. Bob Paul. And he said he'd wish somebody would shoot him to get him out of his misery. <laughs> oh, that's a sunny outlook. So, someone had warned the Hazlitts, and they waited for Leonard and the kid behind a fence. Uh, Ike Hazlitt uh, shot and killed Leonard and the kid. Jesus. So that's what you get for talking shit. I guess. Uh, Jim Crane is still left. He's mad at his partners getting offed. Uh, four days after the shooting, he got another gang of cowboys and went to Eureka, New Mexico. The Hazlitt brothers were playing cards when Crane and company came in and shot them as they played. Okay. Fucking hell. Just, these people have the lifespan of, like, fruit flies. Like, it's just <laughs> just a pile of bodies. Like. So that was Wyatt's chance of capturing them. That was gone. Uh, the Clans and McClory's thought the Earps had put up the Hazlitts to kill Leonard. Then Ike and the McClory's started making threats against the Earps. Again and again and again. And this is a mistake. As, we'll, as we think we know. Or, that's not words. As uh, I think we all know. There we go. There we go. That's how it's said. So the Tombstone Epitaph wrote in the paper uh, lyrics to a song. Once I owned a Bronco and bought him for a song. He wasn't very handsome, but he carried me along. But now I punch my burrow up and down the hill for all my Broncos have gone to San Simon to carry Curly Bill. What? That's a nice song. It's a weird song. <laughs> oh. So, you know, of course, the Cowboys would shoot at the feet of people to get them to dance. Yep. <laughs> uh, they were so good at shooting that they would uh, shoot each other's heels off. Uh, what a new- bunch of fucking dicks. Like Every- the heels of their boots? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not like of their feet. I was would- like, the first first time that happens, like, I, that guy's not dancing anymore. Yeah, well, and also, I'm going to fucking shoot you. Like, like, you shoot me in the fucking heel, I'm going to, like, dick shoot you or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But a newbie named Joe Palmer tried to shoot off the heel of <laughs> Abe Sanders. And hit him in the testicles, I'm sure. Well, hit him in the foot, at least. Oh, okay. Uh, the Cowboys had a kangaroo court and found Palmer guilty. 
God, I was hoping you were going to stop at kangaroo. Like, the <laughs> cowboys had a kangaroo. The end. Uh, they took him out in, uh, next morning and shot him dead. It was kind of believed and printed in papers across the country, but in reality, Palmer was a stool pigeon and used the trial to get in as an excuse to get rid of him. Uh, but then the whole story actually turns out to be made up by the papers. Because the, the shooting the guy in the foot? Mm-hmm. So they basically were like, oh, this guy's an FBI informant. We found that out, so we're just going to be like, oh, he blasted someone yeah, in the foot. Now we're going to kill his ass. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? That's the other uh, hard thing, too, about because one paper is always back to Earps and the other paper always back to Cowboys. Yeah, so it's straight it goes back and bullshit away in box news. Yeah, pretty much. Just, yeah. Oh, everybody's the worst. Everybody's the worst. July 26, Cowboys stole some cattle in Mexico. They were pursued and caught on the American side. And the Mexicans drove the cattle back, but the cowboys got reinforcements and killed eight vaqueros. Jesus Christ. Fucking hell. Uh, next day, an ambush was set up on Skull Canyon. It's a good Whoa, place for cool. an ambush. Yep. And Jim Crane was one of the leaders with Ike and Billy Clanton, and probably the McClory's too. Uh, the cowboys ambushed Mexican smugglers and killed four of their smugglers. The rest fled, and the cowboys captured their pack train. Uh, though they were smuggling which was illegal. The Mexicans came back and reported the massacre to the Mexican army. What were they smuggling? I don't know. didn't say. Probably. Just smuggles. Probably <laughs> beanie babies. Yeah. <laughs> smuggles. That sounds like a some kind horrible of like, snack chip or something. like <laughs> Smuggles? New smuggles from Hostess. Actually just sounds like smuckers. Yeah, it's like, like it's like raspberry jam that's not magic. So now the Mexican army are after them. Uh, they find seven Americans driving cattle into the Animus Valley in New Mexico. Uh, of course, they claim that they were honest cattlemen, but one of them was Old Man Clanton. Oh, no. Uh, and Jim Crane. Um, and Charlie Snow was there, too. Noted robber and rapist. Oh, great. <laughs> rapist of note. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So the Mexican army surrounds their camp as they sleep. Uh, the cattle got spooked, so Charlie Snow rode up to the top of the pass. Then the Whenever Mex- you say that shit, uh, the cattle got spooked. In my brain, I'm imagining the cattle as like little kids. And like, uh, I'm yeah. scared. Can I sleep in yeah, your yeah, yeah. bed? <laughs> Somebody walked up to the cattle and went, boo. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> so the Mexican army opens fire while the cowboys are still getting dressed or in bed. That's nice. Old man Clanton fell headfirst into the fire dead. Awesome. Oh, fuck. All right. It's got to smell wonderful. Mm-hmm. Just all that unwashed beard that mm-hmm. you know there was. <laughs> uh, Jim Crane died in his bedroll. Uh, one guy did escape, Billy Byers. Uh, he was wounded and played dead. Uh, they actually fired and grazed his head, and he still didn't move. Damn. That's kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. There's actually a Frederick uh, Remington painting of this, too. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked will be right back. Tired of the working day world of cattle wrestling indoor card sharpen? Try the Doc Holliday Correspondent Dentist College. Within three weeks, you can receive a degree in dentistry and haircutting and or bloodletting. For one low payment of a pinch of gold dust... We'll send you a skull from a recent smallpox victim. From that, in our five-page pamphlet, you can learn all the ins and outs of our magical science of teeth pulling. Learn the technique of tying the tooth with a string, tying the string to a mule, then shooting in the ear, and a spook of the mule. We call that a spook of the mule technique. 
Also, this is very important. Don't shoot the mule. Don't forget. It's not going to work that way. Upon completion of the test, you receive a handwritten diploma and the right to practice under any assumed name in any outlaw mining camp in the West. And if you can draw this pirate, you can enroll in our school too. So enroll today! You too can call yourself a dentist. All you have to do is to say, I'm a dentist. Then you're a dentist. So the Americans are pissed because the evil Mexican army came over and killed the innocent ranchers. Oh, fuck yeah, off. Fuck off. So Ike and Finn Clatton raised an army of 200 and were ready to ride. Till they found out a bigger force was waiting for them down in Mexico. Jesus. Bring it on, motherfuckers. <laughs> Uh, General Sherman even calls for the repeal of the Posse Comitatus Act so they can get federal troops down there this to shit is shut out of all hand. this up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, June 6, 1881, City Marshal of Tombstone Ben Sippy. He invented the children's the cup. cup. Yes. He asked for a two-week leave. Then he skips town with $1,000 owed to the city. Well. <laughs> he was never seen again. So the town asked Virgil to be the new city marshal. Okay. And clean up the town. Didn't they just, like, not elect him to be city marshal? And now they want him, like now that he. Mm-hmm. Oh, because the guy who's running. Well, they it, had an election first, and he lost. Yeah, yeah the guy who's running that. against like stole a thousand dollars. Well, I know, but Christmas coupons it's and just ran like away. How fickle they are! Like, oh, I guess since the other guy turned out to be a horrible crook and <laughs> absconded with all our money, <laughs> I suppose we'll eat you, Marshall. So he refuses at first, and then they said, "Well, we'll have to shut down the mines." So they laid a guilt trip on. Oh him. bullshit! Yeah. <laughs> You're making your mother very sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Virgil had to enforce gun laws new in town, so you had to check your guns at the stable or the hotel. What kind of libtard cuck shit is this? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> he even arrested the mayor for riding too fast in town. <laughs> hey, ride like your kid lives here. Yeah, yeah. He even arrested Wyatt for arguing over a card game and fined him $20. You arrested his fucking brother? Yep. Everybody's an asshole. <laughs> uh, June 8th, Virgil got word that Ike Clanton and Denny McCann were fighting. They ran out of the saloon and get to go get their guns and ready to square off when Virgil showed up and stepped in between them. Ike would claim that the Earps were out to kill him, but that instance, they probably saved his life. Right. Uh, July 5th, 1881, Big Nose Kate gets roaring drunk. Yeah. At the urging of probably uh, Behan, she swore out charges against Doc Holliday. Oh, yeah. Uh, murder and attempted robbery of U.S. males. Kate went on a drunk, uh, and Virgil had to arrest her for disturbing the peace. July 9th, a hearing was held. The DA said there was absolutely no evidence against Doc Holliday and let him go. But from then on, the enemies of the Earps would uh, claim that Earps and Docs were behind the stage robberies. And evidence was testimony. Right. From a woman. Oh, dun, Jesus dun, dun. Behan was also a ladies' man, even though he weighed 125 pounds. Yeah, he looks like a tool bag. <laughs> uh, he was dating Josephine Sadie Marcus. And at some point during the summer of 1881, she left Behan for Wyatt Earp. Yep. <gasps> oh, shit. Who then dumped uh, Maddie Blaylock. Who had a pretty crippling uh, laudanum addiction. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was She had movie. to go back to prostitution. Yep. August 5th, Johnny Ringo was very drunk and lost $100 in a card game to miners in Galeyville. He asked for another $100 for his watch and chain to keep playing. The miners were afraid of drunk Ringo, and they said they would close the game, but he can come back and earn it back tomorrow night. So Ringo comes back with Dave Estes. Uh, they came in, one on the front door and one in the back with Winchesters. Is this the same day? Uh, yeah. Okay. Just later in the evening. 
they took $400 from the tables. Estes was later caught, but Ringo escaped. The justice of the peace said the miners couldn't identify whose money was whose. What the fuck? <laughs> and he let Estes go. Ringo later sobers up, though, and he had the money returned to the saloon. Oh, that's nice. I'm sorry. Like the, Yeah, like the guy that called called the bar. He'd be like, hey, sorry for whatever happened. Sorry, I need my wallet. Hurling glassware at you and <laughs> trying to stab myself with shards of glass. <laughs> apparently he was doing that, too. Oh, I didn't hear that yeah. part of it. <laughs> fuck. That's a, yeah, apparently after he, like, stopped hulking out, then he was, like, trying to, like, cut himself with fucking glass. Well, I know he, like, he so, all of a sudden, like, stopped freaking out and just started crying oh. and yelling, I'm sorry. I didn't realize he was, like, trying to cut himself with broken glass. That's what Maddie says, yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. It's, man, I miss all, well, I don't know, I'm just lucky, I guess, at the, uh, you know, at the old bar, I'd always be in heavy combat and shit like that, but the, yeah. Vic, the Vic, I miss most of the war shit. Well, rarely shit ever happens on my... You know, on my shit, except for <laughs> except for the chick like dumping all the cocaine on the bar and snorting it off. Oh yeah, well you know, that just apparently. Did she... we do that one already? No, I didn't. I didn't talk about that. I had to like oh. spray. I had to like this chick was like freaking out. I'll give you the short version. She's like looking for something, finds it. It's a bag of cocaine. This is after we're closed. She dumps the coke on the fucking bar, and she's like, "You guys want a bump?" And I was like, "Fuck no!" You scoop that back into your bag and get the fuck out of here. And she's like, oh, don't be such a square, man. Yeah, you guys are fucking squares. And then she like leans down and snorted off the bar, and I fucking hosed it down with simple green. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she still snorted it. And then she wasn't happy. She did. <laughs> she still leaned down and tried to snort it. Yeah, and then she hung out at my house for... What? <laughs> she wouldn't leave. She yeah. even we got her outside. She would not I, fucking I leave. I even put her in a different car and stuff. And then you married her. Oh, <laughs> not yet. Not gonna happen. Uh, September eighth, Pete Spence and Frank Stillwell, uh, both were kind of kind of shady dudes. I think Pete Spence used to be one of them. Used to be one of Behan's deputies. Right. Can't remember which one right now. They held up the stage between Hereford and Bisbee. They got twenty five hundred dollars. Since the Behan and the Herbs didn't get along, two posses were formed. <laughs> but they both get there about the same time. Oh, my God. But the trail was obscured by cattle. And by two posses with mm-hmm. the dipshits milling around. Well, this makes me think of, like, the uh, um, uh, gangs in New York with the, like, fire uh, companies. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But they pick up the trail again, and it leads to Bisbee, directly to a stable owned by Stillwell and Spence. Oh, imagine that. Uh, Wyatt interviewed the passengers. They said one of the robbers used the expression sugar to refer to cash. <laughs> Give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> Stillwell was known for calling money sugar. Because he's just an innovator like that? Mm-hmm. He's like a fucking 1800s beat poet? <laughs> Yo, daddy-o, give me some of that sugar. <laughs> they also learned that he had just changed heels on his boots. Because his buddies wouldn't shooting him off, probably. Yeah. But the old heel perfectly matched the ones at the scene. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh CSI tombstone. <laughs> and hands. Uh, the posse questioned John Hiles, who worked at the stable. Actually, I think he comes up in the uh, Bisbee Massacre episode okay. upcoming at some point. I was like, dude, did I like blackout drunk at that one? Because I don't remember <laughs> it at all. Stillwell owed him money, so Hiles was happy to tell the posse that he overheard Stillwell and Spence talking about the robbery. Uh, September 10th, Spence and Stillwell were arrested. Uh, Behan was embarrassed that one of his deputies was arrested. Uh, the Cowboys were pissed that their friends were arrested, too. Yeah. So now, I guess somebody's going to have to get... 
shot again, probably. Mm-hmm. This is the way this always seems to the trajectory. Oh, it's, it's been over like eight sentences before anybody's got shot. I know I've been I'm, shot, so my 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 murder boner is fading. <laughs> not, yeah. So when the posse came back, Frank McGlory bitched out Morgan Earp for arresting his friends. He said, I have threatened you boys' lives before, but a few days ago I took it back, but since this arrest, it now goes. What? <laughs> a fucking nerd. <laughs> We're all <laughs> fucking nerds. I was going to kill you, but I forgave you, but now I'm going to kill you again. Oh yeah. my God. Just dude. want you to know, in a very public, loud setting, in front of everybody. Not cool, man. Yeah. Now I'm going <laughs> to stir my pina colada with my fucking showfield. <laughs> Uh, Spence and Stillwell were brought before Will Spicer, the Justice of the Peace there in Tombstone. Oh, Judge Spicer, yeah. Uh, he said it was circumstantial evidence, and you let him go. But a few weeks later, the U.S. attorney in Tucson, because it's federal, because there's mail involved, right. he charged him. So Wyatt rearrested Stillwell, and uh, <laughs> Virgil got Spence. Then they took him to Bob Paul in Tucson. They but- took him to Roy Bean, and then he took him to... <laughs> But uh, Stillwell had alibis, probably from... Other cowboys. Cowboys, yep. And he posted a $2,000 bond and was freed. Uh, Behan was not a good sheriff. No, no shit. <laughs> we, we've established that. And, I mean, they do a pretty good job of showing that on Tombstone, too. Mm-hmm. That's just a town matter. I'm a federal marshal. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. So, in uh, early September, cowboys stole the stage lines, horsies in Hereford. And shot them. But instead of contacting Behan, the local sheriff, they wired Bob Paul in Tucson. Because Behan's useless as a handshake <laughs> on a pump handle. Uh, he declined to come since Hereford was in not his county. So now, by now, Behan and the Earps are in open conflict, and the two papers took sides. The Tombstone Nugget was the Democratic and supported Behan, and Epitaph supported the Earps. Uh, the Epitaph was run by John Clum, uh, the Republican mayor. And both sides were accused of being in league with the Cowboys. Truth was, Behan was more a politician than law enforcement. Right. And he was friends with some of the Cowboys and had the bad judgment of making Stillwell a deputy, but mostly he was just shitty at his job, like you right. said. <laughs> not malice, just incompetence. Well, and the mm-hmm. Earps are going to do a pretty good job of showing how not in league with the Cowboys they are here. Mm-hmm. Not too long. Pretty, pretty anti-Cowboy league. Yeah. September 19th, Ringo and McMaster stole some mules from a surveying party. Another two cowboys stole a herd of cattle from W.H. Peck. Uh, he trailed them to the McLory Ranch. Then he goes to get Behan. What's What's W.H. Peck's first name? Uh, if it's Walter, I'm going to be stoked. Because that's the bad guy from the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, yes. This man has no dick. <laughs> uh, they trail the herd. Then they see four riders riding after them. Uh, cowboys coming to reclaim their stolen cattle that... We're stolen back. Peck didn't want to get shot, so he uh, just follows the herd. Behan and Dave Nagel follow the thief while being uh, followed by four other cowboys. What? <laughs> you just make it sound like there's just this traffic jam of cowboys and cows and shit, and <laughs> it's just up to anybody who's going to shoot whoever and whose cows are whose. And... So uh, finally, the, the thief, the first thief... In the chain of Turducken. They're all fucking thieves. Uh, He got way too far ahead of Behan, and so he gives up. So the four cowboys that were trailing him give up, too, seeing that their guy was safe. The fuck? October 1st, 1881, Geronimo. No. And a couple of hundred people fled the San Carlos Reservation and headed south. Showed up in Tombstone. Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, They stole 14 horses from the McLaurys. That's got to hurt. No. 
It's like, we stole these horses fair and square. (laughs) Stealing their stolen horses. So a 40-man posse was formed in Tombstone to protect the town, and it was led by Behan and Virgil as lieutenant, and Wyatt was involved. Even though there's no way, shape, or form that the Apaches are actually going to attack Tombstone? No, they're just just going to Mexico. Getting the fuck out of there, yeah. (laughs) On a stolen horse I ride. I'm wanted. I thought you didn't like that guy. I've had it stuck in my head since we fucking talked about it's not even, goddamn movie. That song's not even from that movie. It is. I always, thought that, I always sta- thought that was the song from that fucking Fuck movie. No, it's a standalone bullshit. No, nope. Because the one from the movie is Blaze of Glory. And that one's. Oh, yeah. yeah that one's Wanted Dead or Alive. That was not a very good representation. America's no. favorite cowboy, Bon Jovi. Bon but it rained, so the posse broke up. Game they didn't off. go after Cochise, or Geronimo, sorry. They're in Cochise County, not in Geronimo County. Uh, October 8th, 1881, the stage from Benson to Tombstone was robbed. It had no shipments, but the passengers were robbed of a total of $1,000. And the Earp brothers go out looking for the bandits, but didn't find them. Right. So by now, Curly Bill was healed from getting shot in the head. Oh, good. Finally. And he was back to stealing yeah, cattle. He, he's been out of action too long. We, we've needed some Curly Bill. Yeah. What horrible thing is he going to shoot next? <laughs> uh, he was seen about, and charges were swore out against him, so he flees for New Mexico for the oh, time. Oh, he didn't even have to do anything. He just had to be. Well, like, mm-hmm. they just didn't arrest him while he's convalescing, and as soon as he... The place where you can just get him, scoop him up while, right. he's, while his fucking head is healing back up? That's a, cri- that's a critical, uh, critical chance shot, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. October 25th, 1881, Ike Klein and Tom McClory come to Two Spawn. Two, two, two Spawn? Two Spawn. <laughs> Tombstone to deposit cash, go to the bank. Ike had $900 and McClory $6,000. Oh, these guys are pretty 1800s rich. Fucking A, man. Well, it's just because they keep on stealing each other's money constantly. It's like the same $1,000 just keeps circulating. <laughs> circulating through the little ecosystem. But they didn't come to town for to cause trouble. But Ike was worried about the secret deal he made with Earps would come out to his cowboy friends. Marshall Williams, when drunk, already had pestered Clanton about helping Wyatt. So uh, he kind of guesses, I think. Or Ike's just too stupid to actually keep his fucking mouth shut. Mm -hmm. He's giving away his own game. Oh, God. So Clanton accused Wyatt of telling Doc, but Wyatt didn't. So a game of Old West Telephone ensues and... Fuck. (laughs) But while he's accusing them, so several other people overhear it. <laughs> <laughs> you told you told them that I did the thing, blah, 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 blah. Right. Did you just say that you uh, made a deal with... Yeah. Fuck. Did I, did I hear you correctly? So Ike Clanton and Tom McClory were in town to meet Billy Clanton and Frank McClory. Got that? Mm-hmm. No. As they waited, they checked their guns at the stable and went and got drunk at the Alhambra Saloon. Mm-hmm. Wyatt and Morg were there looking on when Doc walked in. He said I, uh, he saw Ike and said, "You goddamn cow thieving some bitch! You've been talking about myself and my friends, and you must fight me." Wow, that's straightforward. Ike responded, "He was unarmed, but would fight him any time." Doc answered, "Heal yourself or stay that way." So heal yourself or stay that way. Get get a gun or don't. Oh, I see. I see. I get that. That's not a good threat or. <laughs> Arm yourself, or don't do I'll anything. just shoot you unarmed, too. <laughs> so the two go back and forth for a while. Uh, I know you are, but what am I? Wyatt led Doc outside by the arm. Ike followed him out. 
Morgan added to the fight, uh, too, saying, you can have all the fight you want now. Virgil was next door at the Occidental and came over and threatened to arrest everyone if they didn't shut up. Is this the fucking, like, I got two guns, one for the Ichidia fight? Uh, kind of, is that what it's, like, based on? Maybe. Anyways, yes. keep going. So, Wyatt goes to bed. Ike and Tom McClory get into a card game with Virgil and beat him. And played all night. <laughs> the fuck? I'm going to fucking kill you. Well, you want to play cards first? Yeah. <laughs> God, they're fucking children, dude. Oh, shit. So they all go home about 6 a.m. Ike told Virgil to tell Doc that some bitch has to fight me <laughs> after playing cards with him right. all night. Oh, God damn it. Uh, Virgil told him he was a police officer and wasn't going to do that. Yeah. He said he was going to bed and didn't want Ike causing any trouble as he was sleeping. But once you wake up, we can... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he causes trouble. Virgil stepped away and Ike yelled, You may have a fight before you know it. At 8 a.m., Ike met Ned Boyle, who is a friend of the Earps. Ike now had his Winchester and a pistol. Ike said as soon as these damned Earps make their appearance on the street today, the ball will open. Mm. We are here to make a fight. We're going to dance. We're looking for them sons of bitches. Mm -hmm. So Boyle goes directly to Wyatt's house and told him, and Wyatt goes back to bed (laughs) and gets up about noon. Police officer Andy Bronk went to Virgil's and told him about it too. He got Morgan to come with him and arrest Ike. They found Wyatt and they all split up to look for Ike Clinton. Yeah. Uh, Virgil found Ike. He came up and grabbed his rifle from him. Then Ike went for his pistol, and Virgil buffaloed him yep. and arrested him. Uh, Virgil and Morgan took Ike to court. Well, uh, Virgil was nice enough to ask him, you've been hunting for me? And Ike is nice enough to respond, if I'd have seen you a second sooner, I'd have killed you. Damn. Says the guy that got disarmed and pistol whipped. Pistol like, whipped, yeah. Yeah, you know, shit in one hand, wishing the other there. Yeah, no shit. Uh, but the judge wasn't around, so Virgil went to look for them. So they the just judge. let everyone go, because that seems to be what's happened. Uh, Ike was still drunk and accused the Earps of treating me like a dog. For Morgan, that was the final insult. He went over to Ike and offered back his gun and said, Here, take this. You can uh, all the show you want right now. Oh, shit. Everyone cleared out of the courtroom expecting to hear shooting, but none came. Uh, Wyatt was pissed too, so he storms out. He passed by the judge. Uh, Tom McClory followed him out and said, If you want to make a fight, I will make a fight with you anywhere. Uh, Wyatt then said, all right, we'll make a fight right here. Wyatt slapped him like a bitch. Yep. With his left hand and drew his pistol with his right at the same time. Ooh. Which is pretty good. Well, before that, it was also, uh, Morgan was like teasing Ike. He's like, uh, uh, basically I'll, uh, I'll give you your fucking Winchester back if you like fight me right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, McClory had a pistol in his pants, but he didn't draw. Ooh, is that a pistol in your pants? (laughs) Yes, yes, it's a pistol. Uh, Earp challenged him again and said, jerk your gun and use it. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, McClory made no reply and Wyatt clonked him over the head with the pistol again. Yep. Wow, we've gone from shooting people to buffaloing everybody. Oh, they're just pistol whipping the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> a crooked butcher named Bauer. <laughs> a crooked butcher? Is this from a nursery rhyme? <laughs> no. That was like... a crooked butcher. <laughs> Excuse had me. a crooked cow. Excuse what? me, I, I actually ordered three pounds of beef. Yeah, yeah that is three pounds yeah, of beef. Yeah. It's just like a fucking medallion yeah, beef, steak. Beef, yeah. It's beef. beef. It's beef. I assure you. Uh-huh. Why is it white and flaky? Yeah. It's <laughs> It's beef of the sea. Uh, he, he would buy stolen beef from the cowboys. 
He said that McGlory was unarmed and Wyatt beat him three or four times. So this guy's lying, probably. Yeah, he's a crooked butcher. So back at the court, the judge fined Ike for uh, carrying a weapon, $25. Uh, Virgil asked where Ike wanted his guns kept. Ike said, anywhere I can get to them, for you hit my, me in the head with your six-shooter. Yep, he sure did. Mm-hmm. And same with McGlory. <laughs> so it was now about 2 p.m. Frank McGlory and Billy Clanton ride into town. Uh, they went to the Grand Hotel Bar. Doc was leaving the hotel and shook hands with Billy Clanton because the, the two didn't have any arguments lately. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, Frank, for another 10 minutes. At yeah, least. right. Yep. Uh, Frank McGlory and Billy Clanton went in and found out about what had happened. So they leave. Um, they run to fellow cowboy Billy the Kid Claiborne, who was out on bond awaiting his trial for murder a few weeks ago. And copyright infringement. He had just taken Ike to get bandaged up. Uh, Billy said he wanted to get Ike home. Because he has a fucking concussion, probably. Yeah. So they get Ike, and Wyatt sees him walking, so he follows him into a gun shop. No good. <laughs> Don't and- bring your guns to town. <laughs> Buy them here. Right. And he sees Frank McGlory's horse poke his head into the door of the gun shop. Oh, which is... Well, now the horses are trying to buy guns. <laughs> Jesus. What was the one we did where, like... They, they got caught because the horse fucking stuck its head in the shop well, or whatever? That was the fucking... Uh, uh, Northtown raid? Yeah, yeah. The, the Northfield. Oh, yeah. Or Northfield raid. So Wyatt comes up and tells him to get the horse off the sidewalk because it was illegal to park your mm-hmm. horse inside. Double double park. <laughs> Jesus. So Frank gets his horse off the sidewalk. Uh, Virgil had heard that the other two had rode in, uh, Billy and Frank. He decided he needed more guns and stopped at the Wells Fargo office and borrowed a shotgun. Then he heard that they were at the gun shop and Wyatt was alone. Uh, by this time, Virgil had got there. A crowd had gathered around waiting for a shooting to take place or something. Uh, Ike asked for a pistol, but the gun shop owner wouldn't sell him one. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> he could tell that his head was bleeding. <laughs> just covered just in blood. Just, hey, man, I need to uh, buy a gun. No focus, no clarity. <laughs> I'm 44. Please. <laughs> Uh, Tom McGlory was seen going into the butcher shop and came out with a gun-sized bulge in his pants. <laughs> uh, Behan's unaware of everything. He didn't hear word until he stopped in for a shave. I was going to say, he was getting shaved. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, he met former Sheriff Scheibel along the way, and they went to find Virgil. So Behan spots Virgil and said he would disarm the crowd. Oh, uh, Behan spots Virgil and said he should disarm the crowd. Virgil said he would not, because if he wanted to fight, he would fight him. To calm him down, Bian asked Virgil to take a drink with him and Scheibel. Of course. Oh, well, let's argue. Now let's have a drink. Now let's play cards. Now let's shoot each other. Now let's calm down. This is so (laughs) fucking weird. So Virgil calmed down. He didn't take a drink, but asked Bian to help him disarm the cowboys. Virgil then told a man who offered to help if they... Oh, Virgil then told a man who offered to help if they stayed inside the OK Corral, I will not go down there and disarm them. If they come out in the street with their arms, I will arrest them. So Bian left and said he would go down and disarm them. They won't hurt me because I'm probably... Not going to even go down there. Yep. Mostly. Uh, <laughs> Virgil met another man who said there are five armed men on at the OK Corral and that they were there saying that they would kill the whole party of Earps. Doesn't help that there's so many herbs. Doc then walked up and joined Wyatt. Uh, Virgil and Mork asked what they were doing. Wyatt said, we're going to make a fight. Then Doc says, well, you're not going to leave me out, are you? This is none of your affair. 
Well, that's a hell of a thing they to say to me. me. <laughs> Which they show on. Yep. Yep. And he says, it's going to be a tough one. And Doc says, tough ones are the ones I like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fucking little go-getter over here. Yeah. So Virgil gave Doc the shotgun and told him to hide it under his coat. Uh, Doc gave Virgil his cane. They walked uh, Hide to this th- under your coat. Yeah. They walked to the OK Corral. It's dangerous mm-hmm. to go alone. Take this. <laughs> and people line up in the streets knowing uh, something was going down. That's so fucking yeah, stupid. So fucking just rubbernecking a goddamn out-of-control gunfight. Yeah, fight. it's like the crash it crushed. Like Yo. 10 feet away from two trains about to explode. Like <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Get your kids out here. This is a once-in-a-lifetime mm-hmm. event. So Behan finds the McClory's and Clanton's, and they, he tells them to turn over their guns. But they said there's no need because they were leaving. Uh, Frank said he'd give up his guns if the Earps did. Behan said he was going to go disarm the Earps too. And then someone said, they's a coming. Well, unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. <laughs> we'll be back with a thrilling conclusion. Oh, Tony, we ran out of tape. Tony is butthurt. Yeah, we ran out of tape. Yeah. God well, damn it. Now I'm going to go watch that fucking movie this week. I literally watched it yesterday. Well, yeah, you knew what we were going to do. I did not. No. Learn what we're going to do. I just haven't seen it in with your years. Psychological mind bullets. <laughs> you haven't seen it in years. Yeah, it's been a while. Really? So I actually mm-hmm. sat down and watched it. It's a, it's a holiday classic. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with holidays. It's a doc holiday classic. That's right. <laughs> well, shit. Um, keep those boners up for another week, and then we'll get to the shooting uh, first thing uh, Monday. Okay. Yeah. So uh, until then, we're gonna go out in a hail of okay corral fire. Not yet, we're not. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're just just edging. We're we're just uh just taunting and titillating. I hate that word so much. <laughs> titillating. Titillating. <laughs>